and thank you for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. My name is Billy Newman, and today with me is Marina Hansen. How you doing, Marina? Hey, Billy. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. That's great. Thanks for joining me, and uh, thanks for hanging out in the studio to do another podcast. And uh, we'll probably we'll do a short one. It'll be fun today. Uh, we're just talking about uh, a couple of the, the things that we've been doing. It's mostly been film scanning. So we just went ahead and got all of our um, the backlog of film rolls that we had sent off to development at Dot Dot since we got those back a couple days ago. Just the negatives, no prints. And then we went ahead over the last uh, last weekend and made a bunch of scans in the film scanner. Yeah. So I guess we're going to talk about just some of that stuff, some of the process. Gosh, you probably talk about film scanning more than uh, any other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty intriguing. Oh, yeah. So intriguing. <laughs> How'd your film scans come out, Marina? It came out pretty well. There were there were a few strange spots I noticed on this roll of film. Yeah. I don't know what they're caused by, so I should probably find out. I think um, it sometimes can be expired film, I've heard. Oh. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the effects of expired film. There's a few of those anomalies that you look at or that you see or or damaged film. But yeah, I think it's like bad film is sort of what it's chalked up to be. But like those potholes, like it sort of looks like a three-dimensional print or something that's been like kind of pressed into the, into oh, the negative. Yeah, or it's like spots. this weird sort of like warped distortion. I think it's it's just some sort of weird concentration on the emulsion that's different. And it just sort of it just sort of bends the light around there. It's real strange when you see it. I had I had one that came through and there was like a little pot mark on every photo. It looked like there was like a little crater that had hit it. <laughs> like if you wanted to do 3D shading over the top of a photo to make this little warped crater look. <laughs> yeah, it was it was strange. But yeah, it was almost on every frame. It was really strange. But I've heard that that's um that's kind of a part of expired film or one yeah. of the looks that you can get from that. I've seen some things like that in roles that I've developed also. Yeah, it's. I'm not sure what it is. Sometimes it might just be low quality film. I'm not sure what the film stock that we've been shooting with for the last while is, but I, I've seen every once in a while you can kind of pull a dud out. Like there's this um this Kodak 200 speed film. It's just like Kodak Max or something like that. It was probably last produced in 1998, and they're still trying to push out cartons of this stuff on Amazon. And so I, I've had a few of those batches come through where they're just they're just really bad. They're garbage. Like they, it's just really noisy. Like the grain on it is really strange. And so it's just oh, yeah. full of all these little filament shapes in it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's really strange. That. Yeah, so it looks like really grainy or like all these really large white spots or white flecks almost. Mm -hmm. It's really strange, little white streaks that kind of show up on it when it gets expired. There's some strange things that can happen to film when it's old. Yeah. Or and, some, yeah. some strange things that can happen to your pictures. There's some really strange things. Old. I think there's like, well, see, and this is part of the film stuff that I've never really got into, which is all of the, um, how do you call it? Like the, the expired film look. It's sort of where Instagram gets its inspiration for all of its filters. Right. I yeah. think there's a site somewhere oh, yeah. that you can buy specifically Ooh. expired so exclusive films that may or may not work. <laughs> it's pretty exclusive. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, all this like Holga film uh, stuff. Oh, that's yeah, that's Holga. sort of where it comes. Or like this toy camera market. Mm -hmm. Have you heard about that? Like the toy camera, pinhole camera market? I have. Yeah. I'm pretty familiar with that stuff. I've never really got into it. And I don't think that that's for me mm -hmm. because I think I want good equipment. I think, yeah, I think that's fun for if you want to take a set of those pictures so that you know 
what it's like or so that you have the fun of the experience of having used a pinhole camera or making yourself a pinhole camera. Right. But for my real photography, that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. Those aren't the results I'm looking for. Yeah. That's, that's exactly kind of what I've been thinking about it too. And you, you just have the, the, you do not have the same flexibility uh, to control things with that. Um, right. And I've seen a few of them come around. I think they were, they were just like toy cameras. It's really what they were, but they would take like 120 film or 110 film, whatever it was. And, um, and you could like shoot a little roll through it, but the, the lenses were just so, they're just kind of like fake warped plastic. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, and, but they would come out with all these kind of crazy images from it because the, the lens distortion, like around the side of it, it would vignette so badly that, you know, the picture would just be kind of this focus point at the center that would still look decent. And then everything outside of that would be sort of this warped wash look of like the colors that were all around there or the bending right. of the light and yeah. the lens that it would have for you. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's yeah. some fun photos that come through. Yeah, there's a there's a, a big culture around that or those like toy cameras, those plastic ones yeah. that are like kind of cheaply made, oh, yeah. weird Chinese ones that are yeah. There's a lot of those kind of throwaway little, almost. Yeah, I think we have a book somewhere around the house oh, that I we got. When we bought yeah, that. in yeah. Arcata in California. Yeah, we got that a little trip we toy on. film book. Yeah, I was trying to remember a few of the names of the cameras in that that were those yeah. those old plastic ones. Oh yeah, yeah. There's some cool stuff in there, but I don't. In a lot of ways, that really didn't connect with me in the same way that um, picking up like a full manual SLR. Right, really definitely. seem to to sort of satisfy that itch in a lot of the same way, and really as it is, uh, m manually working with film and an old film camera is really complicated enough, and it has a lot of like craft to it. I blew through a lot, or I burned out a lot of frames of film just shooting with that, or trying to wind it. You know, you'd like have like a roll of twenty four, but you'd only really get like twenty pictures out of it because all the like times it would just sort of not work for you it just kind of like skip out you wouldn't wind it right or something would like kind of grab or kick it was just really strange so i don't know you could get a lot of good photos from that camera so that's what i wanted to try and do and it, it was just something else not to buy it seems kind of like yeah. a fad in a lot of ways so i was really happy to have everything i did but so since then like i'd moved on to i had that the f g the fg20 that old manual focus film camera that I shot a lot with in like 2012. I stepped up a little bit to that N80 that you're shooting with right now, that film right. camera. And then from there I got that F4. But so now that I have the F4, um, I'm noticing that like, well, kind of like I talked about a little bit on those other podcasts in the past that it had a couple problems. It wouldn't continue winding the film. And That's I'm right. having some problems with it now doing that too. And so I'm thinking that there might be like a problem, there might be a problem <laughs> uh, with the camera and it's, it's motor that's, uh, that's winding the film. It just kind of gives me this little like, uh, 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 instead of, <laughs> instead of a full uh, like shutter click when I press the shutter. Um, so it might be the last days for the, the Nikon F4. I'm still pretty confident that it'll be an easy fix or it'll, it'll work or continue fine. So I've been thinking about like other things to try and replace or like, you know, replacement gear stuff yeah, or things like that. I, I really like the F4 and I think I want to keep that going for a while. I think it's pretty fun. And I, I bought a couple accessories that sort of go with specifically the F4. Um, so I'll try and kind of keep that moving along too. But there's like the F5. I've been looking at that a little bit. Um, that's like the, the model that came after it in 2000. It looks a lot like, I guess like the, 
the D2H model, yeah. the D3, D4 that we see now, kind of that modern um, molded camera body, that magnesium alloy, alloy camera body with the, the battery grip at the bottom and the big side bar on the side. Um, but yeah, that, that one came out, I think in like 2000, you can find those really inexpensively now. Um, the F6, I think that's the most recent, the most current version, the modern version of the oh, film okay. camera that they have. And that has a lot of cool options, like a lot of the matrix metering stuff that we see on the digital side of all, all the modern equipment that we have. And it has a lot of just all those, uh, specific, um, professional features that you don't really see on the other lines of film cameras, you know, in that range, but that's still like a really expensive camera. I think it's like <laughs> 12, 13, $1,400 or something for the, uh, for the F6. Oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, there, but there's probably others out there that are a lot cheaper. The, the other one that I was looking at is, see, I want to try and get the F4 working again or working properly with yeah. the, with the, the motor drive. Yeah. Um, but I'm also looking at an, an F100. That's that's another one. You can find these on KEH all the time. Like if anybody's interested in trying to like figure out film photography for the f first time, I recommend I recommend going to like thrift stores and stuff in your area, but a lot of time that's really hit and miss. You might only find one or two things a year and often those are pretty junky. So or you know, it's just sort of something to skip over a lot of the time. Um, but I think that uh, the best option for like used film gear is KEH.com. You can find a lot of cool stuff on eBay too. But I've had some good luck with KEH. Me too. Um, looking up like used equipment. And there's a lot of good film equipment on there that people are trying to sell off. And so I think that's where I got the F4 body that I did um, back in end of 2014. Um, but I was looking around then like it's like $100, $150. You can get F uh, F100 body. And that was the that was the professional line uh, film camera that came out. I think it was like 2001 maybe 2000, okay. 2001, same time as the F5. I think yeah. it was at the same release. Um, but it was uh, the just sort of the, the standard professional camera for a lot of photojournalists. Like newspapers would kind of buy that camera up. You'd have a lot of those oh, around. Sure. Or I think what it would be is like, uh, I think it's it's noted as being almost the same as the F or the N80 that you have. Oh yeah, okay. But it's sort of the, but like the metal more, body right. and the bigger bigger, bigger frame of a camera, that sort of a thing. But that's all just kind of semantics about the shape of a camera. Um, it does in a lot of ways, the same things, but the cool thing that you get with those newer versions is, uh, is like the digital, just the digital communication. So, or like, uh, the F stop is controlled by the winder at the, or the, oh, the dial at the front, like it nice. is on the modern cameras. Yeah. So you can move pretty seamlessly between, uh, like a brand new D4S and, an F5 or uh, F100, you know, to kind of, to adapt thing, or to work with it. So it's just sort of the same format. There's a lot of like matrix metering stuff that you didn't really have in those old versions. Like the F4 only has uh, one autofocus point. Oh yeah. And it's really, it's really wide that. and it's really pretty inaccurate. <laughs> it doesn't really lock focus to anything that you want it to. Uh, it is really helpful though. And man, it would have been awesome to have if you were coming from having to focus everything manually to all of a sudden it's automatic. It winds, a screw drives the glass back and forth across the sliders and the inside of this lens. It's really cool that it does that automatically for you. But now there's so many, I guess, more advanced uh, autofocusing techniques, especially in 2015, there's a lot, there's, it's come a long way in the ability for like what it's able to do. Like, you know, so like the F4 has one autofocus point. I think, uh, when I first got my Nikon D40, 
the uh, the first uh, digital camera, digital SLR that I got. It had a three autofocus points. Now I think they all come with like more than like 54 or like it's like <laughs> a 53 autofocus point system. I think that was back on like the D3. It's probably more than that now, but it's it's a point at, at every location in the field of vision that you have in a lot of ways. So now you're able to kind of take advantage of that sort of stuff, but with film at the same time. That's really nice. I would, I definitely need more focal points. It's really hard when you have the one spot that's the center of the camera, really. Uh, And you have to focus in and then move your camera and then try to get the picture focused on. I don't like that. That doesn't work for me a lot of the time. I understand. About half the time it ends up. It's fun. It's part of the charm, the whimsy of film Mm -hmm. shooting, you know, like why people grab those old toy cameras and Holga cameras and stuff. Um, But... But when trying to like think about thinking about how to get the sharpest or the best looking picture, I want to try and like work around. And, and since film cameras are really so inexpensive, it's really not the same type of investment as it would be to get a digital body. You know, like I'm looking at trying to get a full frame uh, digital body, probably like an Icon D4, D4S. And that's like $4,000 to pick up something in that, in that class so or that much. scale. Yeah. But you can get the full professional line used film camera for just a few hundred dollars because it's so depreciated in value and everything in the market is so dedicated for digital, uh, right. digital photography right now. So we can kind of clean up since our kind of niche hobby is uh, working in, in film mm-hmm. stuff and working with film scans. I got, I got three rolls scanned. Um, and that goes, I think from like the end of November up through up through January, really. It's been a little bit of a slower period for the film photo stuff that I've been doing. And I think that might be precipitated from just, well, probably just gray everywhere. That's <laughs> yeah. probably, that seems Everything to be, is flat oh, and gray. Oh man, that seems to be a big one this time of year. Really happy to see February coming up. It's nice because this time of year, on the West Coast, you get sort of this fake spring. We're maybe a couple I've weeks been out from enjoying it. the fake spring. That's yeah, just starting to come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can go for that a little bit more. But hopefully, with that, we'll kind of be motivated to get out a little bit more. Um, so yeah, with a lot of these last frames, I think we had a lot of stuff from the from Hoodoo when we went up into the Cascades. That trip yeah, up to the Cascades, and we were trip. taking a lot of uh, a lot of photos in the snow. So uh, we did like a, some portraits or some photos of each other during that right. with, uh, with the film camera. So that was fun to see those come out. And that's what I like about film too is, uh, you know, how it comes out after a week or, so, you know, or a week yeah, or two weeks. And then in this even. case, maybe three or four weeks after we've kind of seen that moment, you know, we don't get to review it at all on the back yeah. of the camera. So it's fun. The first time you get to see it, you're like, oh, whoa, hey, it came out. We got the, the right moment. It worked. It's cool. So. Even though I guess we've done, we've taken pictures a lot before. It shouldn't really be a surprise. It's always cool because it feels it's like it's always you, nice. Yeah, you, you reassuring. Thank goodness. Um, so we got, yeah, we got a bunch of fun photos. Um, I think the snowshoeing stuff is really cool. I think that'll be up uh, in my feed pretty soon. You can check that out at billynewmanphoto.com. I've got like four or five of them out now. Um, we I just posted one today. It, that was cool on that trip to the coast when we took that road, the highway from what is it, Drain to Reedsport? Oh, yeah. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so. uh, yeah, that one. So South of Cottage Grove, Drain to Reedsport on the coast. Uh, I think we pulled off at the time and uh, there was like this tree uh, in this bank of oak trees. And so it was kind of probably fall to like a creek, long, a creek along a property line. And there's all these oak trees that are lined up along this creek. And then all of them have lost their leaves already. But then there's this one ash tree that still has all of its leaves really brightly 
uh, lit there. Every it, like they're all still there and they're all yellow. So I thought that was uh, is kind of a cool, cool way that it came out. It was cool seeing all those, all those leaves still there. Yeah, I'm really glad that you got that photo. I'm glad it came out. I remember when we went past it. It was really pretty. Yeah, it was a cool little spot. I like finding little things like that. that. It's nothing. It's not gonna change anything. I just think it's fun. That's what a lot of these photos are for. It was kind of cool stuff, like us being at the beach, or uh, or the Christmas stuff that we did. That's a lot of the fun about having a camera with you. A lot of the time is you just take photos of sort of the smaller events that kind of go on in your life. I like that part of it too. I like that part of it. I think there's there's a cool one in here um, of like the sunset in Southern Oregon. I think that came out, or I think I posted that oh, one, yeah, that uh, one recently too. But yeah, it's cool. Today. Yeah, the, but you get so many cool cloud textures in the winter, especially in January. It always seems January on the West Coast, in between just gray rainstorms. Um, it turns out, or it seems to be that you get weather weather patterns that kind of come through that time of year, where you get a lot of different layers of clouds, and uh, it just adds like a lot of cool texture to the sky. That's what I really like. Or it adds like cool dynamics to like the sunsets and stuff. And it works out really well when you're able to photograph it. I've done it a, or, you know, I found a cool, a few cool clouds and setups that would be cool to photograph. But, uh, but yeah, it was fun to be down in Southern Oregon. We were in Grants Pass for that up in the Cathedral Hills. And yeah. uh, we were taking pictures of that. Yeah, it was cool. So I got uh, that one that came out pretty well too. I think I put a few others up on uh on Hootsuite or in the in the, the backlog of, uh, hey, of pictures you're... that are going to be coming out soon, so it should be should be pretty soon. And um, what was it? That we, oh yeah, we went up to Spencer's Butte um, last weekend, and I brought my camera for that too. And that's where it died out on me. Oh right. So it might be yeah. batteries on that again. Like it might have something to do with that. But yeah, it was one of those things where yeah, it just like failed after like four or five frames. Mm. It just wouldn't advance any further. It was stuck. Yeah, we should try sw- uh, swapping out the batteries. See if that makes any difference for it. But gotta find the double A's. Gotta find the double A's. Shoot. Get a giant Costco package of double A's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we have one uh, rolling around in one of our drawers too. Got to hunt those down. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll try and flip the batteries out, see if it works still. Might just still be something wrong with the gears inside. I guess that mm-hmm. camera is like 27 years old. Well, this is as old as me. I was going to say. Uh, I'm old too. Shoot. <laughs> well. So old. I think that that would probably just about do it, Marina. Was there any other stuff that you wanted to cover? I think we've really covered most of it. That's really what we've been up to. All the film scanning, scans that we've been doing. Scanning that film. We had oh, to cut yeah. the film and then scan the film. Yeah. I'm glad those scissors worked out. I'm always nervous when I have to cut it myself. They used to have this tool in dark rooms where it's like a little, a little cutter. You know, you kind of like put oh, it down. Oh, yeah. And just it like, a little, little, like a little paper cutter thing. Oh, like yeah. Like that slide. big one. Yeah. It was yeah. Gonna... We should get one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know how they come about. <laughs> or what they're like now. But uh, but yeah, we should try and find something like that. A little processing station for all our film. I want to find like a big book of like an archive book to put your negatives in. Oh, so that's like a, a photo really album, good idea. But just, just yeah, slide but to hold a thousand negatives. slips of, uh, of negatives in it. Because I have, so, I have so many that I need to sort out. Yeah, and I, I need some... a way to kind of like flip through it or sort of, you know, just sort of organize it a little better. I've got a drawer full of just whatever the store gave me that I got it from. That's <laughs> just kind of stuffed yeah. with negatives. Uh, a box of that. Yeah. Yeah. I need to care for those better. And we can archive them better. That's a great thing about having film negatives too, is see if anything ever happens to the digital version. There's still this, this like core raw 
physical version that could be rescanned. I like that. And yeah, we can just have That's it cool. anew again. It's going to be really fun. So I'm glad that we've got that going up for us. But uh, I guess that kind of wraps up everything that we were talking about. So on behalf of Marina Hansen, my name is Billy Newman. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast.